Play by your own rules. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And welcome to 250, your weekly slash fortnightly movie podcast. This week, we're looking at Crossover, which, as we mentioned last week, is something of a surprise for Andrew. He had no idea what he was sitting down to watch this week. Yeah, but um, I, 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 had no, I had no idea. There, 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 was, there was a decision on whether we were going to do um, one of our scheduled um, r- random episodes. And, of course, it was my idea to, to throw in the, um, the bottom 100 hey, movies of all time. Andrew, you don't know where this came from on the list. <laughs> Andrew has no idea what this movie is. No, so- I, I, I don't know whether this was from the top 250 <laughs> or the bottom 100. I have my uh, suspicions. Has... Okay, so let, let's actually play this out. Having watched the movie crossover... Yeah. Would you say that it was on the top 250 movies ever made as voted for by IMDb users? No. No, I wouldn't. You are correct. Uh, would you so it's in the bottom 100? Where would you I, place I, it roughly I, on the bottom 100 I, films? I don't know if I... You see, I don't know if I would place it in the bottom 100. Oh! I... I, I there's got to be there's got to be worse movies than this. Well, this is. In, this... I, I mean, obviously, aside from the the movies that are <laughs> below us on the bottom one hundred, but um, yeah, it's 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 a strange one. It's certainly not good. Just to be <laughs> clear on that, in yeah. case Andrew sounds like he's being overly sympathetic. It's, and and like and there there's 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 no way you would go see a movie generally and it be as bad as this. Although, like, so, so, some some of the movies in the list are movies that you might have actually seen. Like, the, for example, Glitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jiggly I'm sure... I'm sure pe- yeah, I'm sure people actually went to see these movies. Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas and that sort of stuff. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if people went to see Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Why do a lot Christmas? of people went to see Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas? Not over here, though. Not over here, no. no. In, but in the cinema. In right. the cinema in the States, yeah. Okay. It was a big hit over there. It's, it's... Well, certain places, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he says with no small hint of disdain in his but, <laughs> What do you call them? Fly, fly, fly over state. This, this is the... The, um... the part of the podcast where Andrew tries to offend as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, where the, the um, uh, smug uh, liberal, liberal elites, <laughs> uh, metropolitan... Uh, yeah, you, you guys can keep your uh, Saving Christmas movie because we've got a streetball movie here to enjoy. Yeah, well, this is also a... Um, the interesting thing about this movie is it's... it's Absolutely set... nothing. <laughs> it, no, I, I liked that it was set in Detroit. It was set in Detroit. Well, first of all, for some context, just in case, like, in case there are any listeners who are not familiar with the 2006 classic that is Crossover, um, it's written and directed by Preston A. Whitmore II, um, it's actually it is it received a major theatrical release and a big publicity push. It's not like that's a... probably why it's being voted down so much. Yeah, because there 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 are no doubt movies that are that worse. are worse than this, but who didn't have their like expectations at all um, right r- risen? Like there's probably lots of like Hallmark uh, movies and you know you know the the movie channels on digital television where it's like movies for men and yeah and you're just so you're filling it with nonsense yeah. it's turn like, it's it's yeah or on the sci-fi channel yeah like sharknado yeah and yeah. sharknado 2 the mm. second one um yeah no that there is this is what sort of struck me about crossover because i had never heard of it didn't get a release over here 
But when I did a bit of investigating, I discovered it got a major release from Sony TriStar Entertainment over in the States. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, you can tell when the characters go to Hollywood, they end up at Sony Pictures International, complete with nice establishing shots. Do you think they went to Hollywood? Or, or, or do you <laughs> think so, someone at Sony in, 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 in post, like, put in, put in a... Because I, I don't even know if they filmed in Detroit. I they, suspect they did film in Detroit. Yeah, so why did they use like you? It's funny because they go to LA in it. Oh, by the way, like there's no going to be no. Oh, we may have a spoiler zone, but I mean, I feel like <laughs> talking about just generally. Yeah, they they go to Los Angeles at some point, and they don't use any stock photos. But when they when they, <laughs> when they introduce that they're in Detroit, Detroit even and, when they're coming back, and when to they Detroit. come back from yeah to Detroit, they use a whole lot of kind of um, uh, grainy old. Yeah. Um, shots Retro. of Detroit. Yeah, um, it's as yeah, it's as if we we couldn't afford any proper Los Angeles. We couldn't afford Here's... to shoot any second unit stuff in Detroit. We couldn't afford any Here's stock some... footage of Los Angeles. All we could afford was stock footage of Detroit from nineteen ninety six or something. Like like it 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 yeah, it looks like a different movie when when, <laughs> when it's outside when, when it when it shows the um the footage of Detroit. All what right. Do you mean? Detroit is, is one of those cities where it's actually in recent years it's um, obviously it's gone it through bankrupt very, yeah. yeah it's gone through some very tough times and obviously Michigan the state in general has had some trouble with the Flint water crisis and stuff but one of the things that Detroit has done to try and uh, booster its economy is it's tried to turn itself into a city of artists so for example um, all this low rent housing um, mm. it made available to writers and, and artists and stuff in order to encourage them to move to the city and try to reclaim the city. But also in recent years, it has tried... That's very to... generous of them, seeing as the houses aren't worth are anything. completely worthless. <laughs> yeah. But it's also... Um, they've also tried to attract film crews uh, mm. and films to come to Detroit. And so you've had this rake of films. It, it, it's one of those things that, in a way, kind of backfired for, for Detroit in some ways, because the only movies that really want to film in Detroit are horror films. Um, so, for example, you've had, like, the... Uh, Ryan Gosling's Mystic River, you've had Jim Jarmusch's uh, Only Lovers Left Alive, you've had It Follows, um, you've had all these other sort of films, even Don't Breathe, for example, from, from last year, have all shot in Detroit and used, like, the city has a, and it's really depressing because in real life it's terrible, but on screen it has this beautiful, eerie atmosphere. Hmm. And you get a sense that it, it may be a horrible place to live because obviously the, the economic conditions and the, the state and the lack of public services, um, all that sort of stuff. But on film, it generally looks quite good. And there are even, like, I suspect Crossover was in large part filmed in Detroit for money reasons. Right. Um, but even then, there are elements of Crossover where, like, the direction, writing, and most of the acting in this movie is terrible, I would say. But there are moments yeah, where it's, it's interesting as well because you have people who are, I guess, decent. Um, uh, Anthony Mackie, I guess. This, yeah, is, this is eleven years ago. Yeah, this was around the time. This was the same time he did Half Half Nielsen with um, what's his name, Ryan Gosling. Oh really? Yeah. So it was he was actually doing interviews for both films at the same time, and in fact, in some cases, he would do interviews for both films that you know interviews where he'd talk about both films and you could tell quite clearly that Mackie understood one of those films was better than the other one. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Mackie was terrible in this. He had no. a good kind of glint in his eye, um like a, a, a and a real kind of charm to him, um, at a lot of points during this movie. It's difficult to 
to elevate it. And yeah. I don't think he tried that hard to... To push beyond. No, no. Um, and I mean, to, to be honest, like the I would argue the other performances in the film set a very low bar to the point where like characters, actors tend to read a lot of their lines in this film as if they're reading like placards that are held in front of them. It looked There's like, no inflection. There's it no... Look, yeah, it looked like a um, one of those um, public access advertisements when... Um, there's a moment where one character goes home and meets his lovely old grandmother. It's Cruz is talking to... Um, yeah, his grandmother. Yeah, his grandmother. He he keeps calling her either Medea or my dear. I think it's my dear. My dear. Yeah. Okay. Give me some sugar. Um, And it is. It feels like something from like a public service. <laughs> Darren's very familiar with this. I feel like... Uh, I Yeah, it feels like something, as you said, like an advertisement. It feels as if Cruz is going to pick up the letters and get like, well, thank you for filling out your insurance. It's very important, Grandma. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have, have you filled out your insurance yet? I'm not going to fill out my insurance. What's the worst that could happen? And then they look at the camera and uh, Insurance Association of America flashes across the screen. But, it, like... There are parts of the We're doing an ad for insurance. We really are. I, I, I should probably announce my, yeah, like, this. This may be here. a conflict of interest <laughs> um, for Andrew. The direction's terrible, but some of the location work in there is actually quite nice. Some of the sur- sets and surroundings and places in Crossover actually look quite nice. Like the old sure. abandoned station where they play basketball looks quite nice if you take out all the stuff that they added to it. Like it's a very atmospheric setting. Yeah, you've got like this old dilapidated building and stuff. They put these. um, They put a DJ booth. Bins with uh, fires in them, which didn't really fit with the kind of. It's like the Greek Roman theme that Vaughn is very interested in, as he he states repeatedly over the course of the film. Here's a club. It's a club which has dancing downstairs and fine dining upstairs. Yeah. Which it sounds like a very sustainable model. It's 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 a it's a kind of like it's an herb. What is it? It's, it's Greek and urban. I think Greek is how he describes it. So we've 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 got R and B tunes with anal sex, and 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 that's why the movie's called Crossover. We're not even in the spoilers. <laughs> anyway, um, so we'll, we'll move gently to the spoilers. Is this movies? one of the worst one hundred movies that you have ever seen, Andrew? Oh, probably. I guess. Like, but it's probably not one of the. I think a lot of people. A lot of people saw this movie, probably. And it's probably why it's down there. And, and we're, we're upset at how bad it is. And was. Yeah, then, and like, yeah, it, cer- it certainly wasn't good. To be absolutely honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, I, I, as I say, I did like um, that it was set in Detroit. Reminded me a little bit of Robocop. Which is always a good thing. Um, yeah, um, it almost there, made up for all the food wasted, but there, we'll talk about oh that in the God. spoiler zone. We'll there talk about some, that in the spoiler zone. Yeah, actually, Robocop wasn't uh, filmed in Detroit, though. No, it was just set in Detroit. Uh, yeah, it was in. It was filmed in Dallas and Pittsburgh, I believe. Okay, they really made it look like a futuristic hellhole. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 because they, they wanted a kind of a like they did a lot of the futuristic. Kind of cityscape with like matte painting and that yeah. sort of thing. That old retro. Um, yeah, but but they they wanted somewhere that looked kind of uh, very kind of like corporate business Still district talk, yeah. kind of um, look. So they used Dallas, oh, yeah. and then they also wanted some um, maladjusted, um, crumbling um, industrial um, wasteland. So they used Pittsburgh or oh. part, parts of Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, them that's, together. Yeah, that's 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 where you have the um um like the uh well, the old shield at the things like that, yeah. Yeah, the 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 climax of the movie. Oh where where as, the gang is and even yeah, where where as they well execute, as the beginning yeah, of the where movie. they execute yeah. Alex Murphy as well. Um all right then. With that in mind, you having no information about this going in, if you were to say roughly where on the bottom one hundred you think this movie falls, give me a number randomly. I think it's coming in and out. Um, so you're saying it's like in the 90s what you think? yeah yeah no really yeah. It's, 35th it's, worst movie of all 35th time 35th worst movie of all time yeah is this movie worse uh, than it's worse than Lawnmower Man it's l- worse than Lawnmower Man 2 yeah and it's not it's, as good as Cologne versus the Black Prince so sorry is it worse or better <laughs> <laughs> it has a higher number Um, so it's better than Cologne versus the, the Black Prince but it's better than um, better than Lawnmower Man two. Worse think... than Lawnmower Man two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is these very numbers confusing. are these mathematic numbers. Yeah. Yes. So it, okay. So it's better than Cologne and worse than um, Lawnmower Man two. Do you? Congratulations! <laughs> you won the worst poo. Yeah. And it's you... like so. I'm the winner, right? No, you're the loser. <laughs> you're number one. Your number two is number one, but. Um, so do you think so? Do you think that's fair, Andrew? No, I, 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 I'm, I'm very confused now. Um, it's, it's. I mean, I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought Lawnmower Man Two was very, <laughs> was, was very interesting, and what they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So and and versus what they actually did. Yeah, yeah. But so, um, yeah. I, 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 I don't, although, it's. It's it's quite difficult. Yeah, yeah. That it seems it seems like it it maybe belong. Like I'm not sure it belongs in the bottom one 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 hundred. But I'm I'm happy enough to to have it between those two. I, I certainly wouldn't put it lower than uh, Galagland. Versus the Black Prince. Yeah. All right then. With that in mind, then we will segue neatly into the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. All right then. Let's get this over with. Food waste, Andrew. Yeah, this is terrible. There, there was, there was. Um, they went repeatedly over yeah, the course of the film. To they, the t- they took lunch from the the the, the, the main the characters. Yeah. Let's let's talk a bit about the plot. Okay. Um, Cruz and Tech are friends who play basketball in no street ball. Street st- street ball. It's street ball. You have to um, dribble over a court and then put put the ball in a street at the end. And that's that's how it differs from basketball, yeah. um, where you use a basket. And they're friends. They work in a shoe shop together. They do these underground basketball um, games, street ball games <laughs> um, that are that are organized by um, Vaughn, who's played by um, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady, who is trying to sort of he's con- trying to continue sort of sullying his reputation to kind of give himself a bit more street cred he actually talked about this where he's saying he wanted to do something that was a bit edgier than people associated with it's, because the the Chappelle show sketch the, the Chappelle one, show sketch yeah. that sort of gave him a little bit of cultural cash and he felt like this would be a great way to extend it well the, the Chappelle show sketch came out of Dave Chappelle having 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 um, uh, basically chastised Wayne Brady in, in the opposite direction um, according to what his image actually is, and said, 
Where, 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 what? He's famous for he's a famous improvisational comedian from like well yeah whose line is it anywhere but yeah he he said he he said something along the lines of like Wayne Brady being a very safe comedian yeah. and and the whole sketch with um, does Wayne Brady have to slap a yeah is was, taking was, that was, in was, the was a response to that yeah yeah and, and I, I guess this is too although it, it it's um. He's, I mean, he's not really so much of a villain in this, is he? No, no, no. He's he's the kind of guy who's probably just a tiny bit unpleasant rather than an outright bad guy. As in, he he's there in order that we suspect him of being the villain, whereas really it's um it's a trifling hoe. Yes. Um, oh, we'll we'll talk more about the film's portrayal of women later on. We'll probably have yeah, things to say about that. The, but the, yeah, like so, Vaughn is is meant to be selfish and amoral, but like repeatedly over the course of the film, he gives people lots of money. Yeah. Um. And while he's doing that for selfish reasons, because he's a capitalist, there's a sense that he's really not so bad. Like there's a great scene where Tech at the end tries to organize a game to pay for um Cruz's hospital bills after hmm. he ends up in hospital. Um. That's when you tend to pay hospital bills, by the way. Yeah. Um, and basically he puts a, tw- a 10 grand bet down on, on a game. Yeah. And Vaughn shows up and says, you know, you, you can't do this. It's completely, I'm not going to let you do this. This is crazy. And throws his money back at him. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, that's I'm really not going to take your money. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's not the worst loan shark in the world. Like, no. that's not the worst sort of bookie that yeah. you could possibly be. Um, it's like, I respect that your friend needs um, health care, needs health care, but I'm not going to exploit you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's like, does this make him a bad guy? And the film seems to say he's a bit shifty. And later on, he's like, you know, I'm not giving you the 200 grand payout that you tried to, you know, you tried to sort of wriggle from me. And uh, it's like, here's 20 grand for you personally. Yeah. And like, okay, well, look, tough, but fair. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I'd label him a bad guy for that. Uh, so, so they, they work together and they've played. Tech the, and Cruise. Tech and Cruise. They've had this. They've had this ball game and they're going to have lunch where Vaughn, who doesn't normally mess around in malls. Yeah, he doesn't seem particularly comfortable there. He's wearing a really sharp suit. No, and, and he said, we didn't think you slumming. He said, I don't. He's there to talk business because he wants, um, Cruise, to he go wants pro. Cruise to go pro and thinks he can, he can um, finagle some deals for him and, exactly. and give him all these opportunities. And um, Cruise loses his appetite. Yeah, Cruz wants to go and study medicine. He wants to go on a scholarship to yeah. California University of Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Not UCLA, to be absolutely clear. No, UCLA, I yeah. think they call it. Ukulele, if you will. You, you, yeah. Um, uh, University of Los Angeles, California. They, they have lots of different ways of... Maybe in Detroit, that's what they they... They, they they don't call it UCLA. You think this is representing sort of a more grounded view of of, of Los Angeles, like it's like Maybe. just just us just us sort of urban types, us sort of coastal elites or whatever, sort of uh, tend to think of it as as the University of California, Los Angeles. You um you uni UNICL Angeles um uh, as 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 it's known, but yeah they they uh, they walk away from ha- having having ordered. Some 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 lunch, some some fried chicken and um, a hot dog. Um, they 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 walk away without eating it. I found that very upsetting. And um, Andrew's upset only increased later on when. Yeah, they 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 went out to a fancy restaurant. Uh, Cruz uh, went out with his girlfriend Vanessa. 
That's right. Um, Vaughn was at the restaurant and sent over a bottle of champagne because he's trying to court him. Um, uh, to um, I to guess win that's him back over, yeah. But to 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 get him to play ball, if you will. Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't want to be a professional basketball player. He wants to go to university. The yeah, the, 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 the conversation gets really heated and basically it ends with... Uh, they walk Bruce. out on a, on a bottle of champagne and whatever food they've ordered. Yeah. I like to think this is... He loses his appetite again. Yeah, I like, to, I like to think this is Vaughn's method of operation. Like, Vaughn is so rich and so wealthy because he never pays for food. All he does is he just bothers people while they're eating, waits for them to go away, and sort of he has a nice sort of meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He... He 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 said, "Oh, I, I bought I bought that bottle of champagne for them, but they don't want it. Um, so I can so, expense this. So yeah, can can I get my money back? Um, and also that food that they ordered, can I just eat that? Yeah, that I, seems like a good system. It's like you can't sit here, sir. It's like I I can eat it in the kitchen if that makes you feel. Yeah, just put or, it in a or, bag or, or in the toilet. Yeah, um, I won't bother anyone. But uh, yeah, so basically." Outside of food wastage, right? Um, right. One of the things, and you pointed this out as we were watching it, like one of the things that this movie does really, really terribly is be a movie about street ball. Yeah. Because it builds it up so much. Like the opening scene is set during a street ball game between the enemy of the state and the platinum jewels. And uh, enemy of the state are the guys we're rooting for. Yeah, and... they're dressed in gold. Um, oh, and... platinum are the name of the other team. Jules is the name of one of the players. Ah. So he's walking along and he's saying, uh, "When I say platinum, you say Jules. Platinum. Jules. Platinum. Jules. When I say platinum, you say Jules. Platinum. Jules. Platinum. Jules. And it goes on like that. It really does. There's. There's a sense that the, the people who are around him are growing increasingly uncomfortable with this. Yeah, and then he says, uh, when I say platinum, you say jewels. Platinum. Jewels? Platinum. Jewels. And <laughs> and the scene continues in this vein yeah, forever and ever. Yeah, if you can imagine what, 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 this, what it's like to listen to this. <laughs> Just on loop in the yeah, background yeah. during a scene. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this, this, this is a Sony production where, where they've They've, they've actually got like professional film editors, presumably. Of some <laughs> yeah. Point. Somebody has looked at this film and deemed that it's acceptable for release. Because let, let's talk about. Or, or they've put it on loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the background, playing over. Yeah. I feel like it's a necessary element of the soundtrack. Like this is a really, really unprofessional production. Like that's what's really striking about this film. Is there's for... some very, there's some very good basketball. In fairness. There's, it's a very good basketball. There's, there's very not, good stunt not, work. Not but great basketball, but but like some kind of um, like there there are no um, what's the name of that uh, Chicago Bulls? Um, is it Benny the Bull? Um, the Chicago Bull mascot. He's oh. fantastic. You should okay. have a link to that on YouTube videos in the show notes. Okay, well, you can just watch that over and over again. Yes, some some of the basketball is okay, but the direction is just terrible. I was disappointed that we didn't have any smashing um, uh, glass. Uh, yeah, things. yeah. But I mean, this is one of the things about the, the movie and the direction of the movie is that like there's a sense that every cut in this movie needs to be dramatic. So we do we get lots of like camera panning, speeding up, slowing down, lots of split screen. This really attention deficit disorder direction that reminds me of like if somebody had given us a CS Miami speed. CSI Man hmm. Speed. 
you'd end up with this, which is something really boring but happening really fast. So you've got like panels cutting across the screen. You've got yeah. like tracking shots. There are like points. Ang, Ang Lee's um, Hulk. Almost. Hulk, yeah. Well, Ang and... Lee's Hulk had, had, I think, a much stronger visual style than this. I think this is just like this is just somebody discovered how to work the zoom function and like you know they're one step away from star wipe in the edit suite because mm. the, there is there's there, there's a lot of stuff uh, yeah they use a lot of stuff over and over and over again yeah where 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 they they have bits where um it's 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 cutting to the car driving and then they see it like speeding up and like going around the turn and, and then they, they shoot to something else and 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 have a few different they um like and they, a, they 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 have these crazy split screens kind of set up and yeah they 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 do use a lot of interesting wipes and when I say interesting like they you mean like home video interesting you mean like you just got the set you know you just got your your my first video editor and you've got these wipes set smash up smash cut too yeah but I mean like there's even a sense that a lot of this was done almost in post like so there's there's this recurring thing where they zoom in on a shot. But you can tell that they didn't design the shot for the zoom in because there's a black border around the screen. So basically what happens is that the zoom in is basically you have a black border around what's being shown and then you cut to remove the black border, which gives you the effect of being closer to the object. But it's very disconcerting. It's very lazy. It feels like the proper way to do that is to film two shots, one from a distance and one closer up and then cut between them as opposed to like trying to make affect a zoom by making the image further away with a black border black empty screen border around it and then pulling back to your normal aspect ratio it's it's really really shoddy work and i mean yeah there, there's there's um the uh wardrobe in this isn't isn't great either the extras um in 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 this movie are are not good don't know what they're doing the the casting in this movie is is strange they they um they, I suppose, like nobody, nobody is like dressed particularly well either. Like, although, although I, although, well, there's, there's the although I, I did like Cruz's um, matching um, gloves, oh, yeah, his, helmet, his yellow, and, yellow, yeah, his and, yellow biker jacket shirt, yellow and, biker and bike, jacket, and bike as well. Yeah, like he's sort of got this yellow and black um, bumblebee motorcycle, thing going on. Yeah, um, that his grandmother bought him. Yeah, because he's such a sweetheart. And um and he's coordinated quite well with that. Um, you do wonder I, if I did enjoy that out. Afford a bicycle that looks that expensive. Is healthcare going to be that big a deal for him? Like surely he can afford health insurance then, right? She 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 lives in in this very nice house with a pool as well. Yeah, she has a pool, which by the way the boys take the girls back to. There's nothing sexier than let's go swim in my grandmother's pool. Mm. Um, we can totally have sex here, but uh, don't a, wake her. There's a weird kind of a quasi safe or um there's there there's there's a strange sort of an attitude to 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 sex in this movie where they they seem to kind of like get get in their like underwear and lingerie and then kind of uh, kiss yes yeah but there is the implication that Cruz and Vanessa at least um, have had sex yeah because she convinces him that uh, he's the father of her child which we'll talk a bit about later on, but there is, and there's this really thing where we're talking about all these weird cuts that take place and all these non sequitur edits that exist. Like there are repeatedly in in various montages, the the camera keeps cutting back to uh, Vanessa and and Cruz, and then also to Ebony and Tech, 
making out while Vanessa and Ebony are in their underwear or in their like brown yeah. panties. And there's a lot of dry humping. There's never, there's never, you never show like them in bed. Together, the two of them, example. yeah, in or, bed afterwards. Or, yeah, or yeah. anything like that. It's it's a very weird PG thirteen version of sex. It's like here's a bunch of attractive women there's in a, underwear. Yeah, there's a lot of twerking and yeah. kind of kissing and stuff. And yeah, and and like there's a scene where, for example, after their you know grandma's pool party, uh, yeah. Vanessa and Cruz are kissing and they refuse to stop kissing, but they're just kissing on the lips. There's a sense it doesn't look like they're actually making out as much as they've just yeah, locked lips. It's a, it's a strange sort of a... Um, it's a very chaste kiss, but it's yeah. a chaste kiss that lasts very long, which is in, surreal. In the, in, in, in the States, there's, there's I guess, a, um, a mainstream-wise, and um, like this attitude to, to, to sex, um, that I guess would, would would be kind of would be um, and I'm not talking about um, what happens between between people. Um, I'm talking more about the way the way it's kind of portrayed and the way it's perceived um, by by society over there. For 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 like I think we spoke before how 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 nudity is is graded more harsh than violence yeah, for like there was the the huge kind of controversy over, over janet nipples. janet jackson at the um i mean there's the also, super bowl there's also the double standard around same sex um kissing uh, and touching yeah. which is treated much more harshly than, than men, men and women touching but there's this strange thing where um i well, think when 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 my mom went to texas when i was like um i would have been young enough i guess in my teens or something like that but she was like um shopping in texas i think at the uh dallas cowboys kind of um, stadium or something like that and one of the kind of sh- shop assistants was like oh your your boy's going to really like this and she showed him like it showed her this uh, calendar of um all of these like uh, cheerleaders and stuff and there's all of these really kind of like um sexy poses and these kind of very like skimpy outfits that they're wearing but there's it's a strange sort of a thing where there's something purportedly wholesome about about all of about it. About yeah. it, well, I mean, it is. It's it's the sense that yeah, it's it's okay to twerk, but somehow showing a nipple as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to dry, to dry hump in your underwear as long as you don't show them actually cuddling after sex. Yeah, that's it's it's this, there is this really sort of and to be honest, there's something strangely conservative about Streetball. Um, as we're about crossover in terms of like it's a movie that has a not Streetball. It's not simple. It's uh, crossover. Crossover. The movie crossover. But um, there is a sense that it's it's a movie that genuinely believes in. Like it's a movie that almost seems to teach abstinence, but it also makes a point to teach stay in school. It has a very like stay in school message at the end, particularly when like Tech, who has been working oh, so hard for all the movie to win Vaughn's approval and to get Vaughn to Trying set to him up and, and, give, and give him the opportunity, yeah. He basically turns down Vaughn's offer at the end and says, I'm going to stay in school. Um, yeah. And it's something, it's very PSA. It's very sort of like public service. They're very poor choices as well. Like given the choice between UCLA and um, uh, playing uh, professional uh, basketball immediately without, without going to college first, like, you can understand him choosing UCLA. Once that's off the table and the choice is <laughs> community school, our, our professional basketball. Right. I think he should probably try to. Um, yeah, because your scholarship, as he makes, he makes yeah. the point that his scholarship to UCLA is not going to last forever. So that's realize that but he could go college. to a proper university 
while also being a basketball player. Like, like, did but that's pro- not how pro- these films work. Pro- Andrew. Professional sports people have time to go to go to university. It's just <laughs> that most of them spend their time playing Xbox Live. Um, Particularly people who play streetball, but we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, yeah. the scheduling of streetball games. Let's actually let's let's jump on this while we're talking about the film's sort of conservative outlook and the film's attitude towards sex and stuff. Let's talk about Vanessa. Right. There's a really really uncomfortable sort of misogynistic undertone to the way that the movie treats. Like you could argue that Ebony is a counterbalance to that, but Ebony doesn't really have a character in the film. The only female character that actually has a personality in this film is Vanessa. And the film treats her as basically the movie's antagonist. She's the soul-sucking vampire who attaches herself to Cruz and basically single-handedly ruins his life while lying to him and manipulating him. Yeah, I, I think um, there is a uh, there is a small point actually made against that. Um, well, not against that as such. Tech makes a point that it's it just kind of like her 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 environment or upbringing. Or backgrounds that that determines how but, she says she's she's from the D, you know. She got that larceny in her heart. But I mean, where I, I, where, I, where she, she on it, the other hand, the, the, this is part of a big speech that he gives um to Vaughn, basically saying, "Well, look, Vaughn, you shouldn't have shown up and told Cruz that you could make him lots of money because didn't you know he had a gold digger sitting next to him who would do whatever it took to push yes. him and break him." And 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 you're like, well. That's a real, like, it's not as if in that case, Tech is being, like, pro-feminist, like, you know, well, look, Vanessa's just a bad person. No, he's being like, well, she's she's a woman from this environment. You should have known better than to trust her with information about money. Mm. What the hell are you talking about, Vaughn? In the it's, logic, in, 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 in the world of the movie, it's, it's, yeah, it, he's, he's fairly spot on. <laughs> <laughs> By the film's logic, yeah, which yeah. is... Horribly misogynistic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there, it's it's this idea that, and she articulates it quite well. Um, in fairness to her, she she <laughs> she she says, "Well, I pretended that uh, the baby I'm having was yours because you seemed like you were going to make a lot of money, make a lot of money, and uh, go 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 to UCLA or or, or be a." A uh, professional basketball player, and you're not going to do either of those things now. I try, and it it turns out she, they she um ruined his eligibility to, to by the film's logic. Yeah. To, what happens is he gets in. Yeah. So she she leaks she leaks information in order to sabotage yeah. his scholarship. We were all suspecting that Vaughn might uh, have done that. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I think Tech also suspects it up until a point. Yeah. And then he he figures it out and he accuses her. But I mean, even then, the film sort of holds her to account then when Cruz goes off the rails and gets into an accident, which puts him in hospital, which leads to a situation where Tech has to set up a basketball or a streetball game in order to win the money to pay for his hospital fees. Yeah. Um, so there is a sense that, like, Vanessa is the true monster of this movie. She and, is, like, yeah. And, and the film is so ridiculously petty about it because not only does she reveal that the baby isn't uh cruises and that she knew it wasn't cruises and she lied to him about but she it. says that she, it, that it's um jewels yeah but at the end of the film you yeah. get the little sort of um and the, the end of the film is really really patronizing and bitter because it gives you the it gives you what happened to each of the characters but you find out that vanessa it wasn't actually jules's baby at all 
Um, and then she also had three more babies. Somebody and she, else's. Somebody yeah. else, and she's stuck in the nail. And there's this really sort of snide, like, condescending, isn't it terrible? You know, isn't it great that this horrible Jezebel of a woman got stuck with a bunch of kids without, yeah. a, without a single father? And it's like, this is horrible. This is really mean-spirited. And this is really, like, really, really, really... You get the sense that the film is just really angry at Vanessa and that it thinks yeah. that this is what women are like. They set her up as this kind of hood rat and then yeah. they just kind of leave her there. Yeah, and they lean into it. And it's like all the male characters get a chance to, to elevate themselves and to escape that. Because like, that, that's ultimately what Tech um, and what Cruz are trying to do. Even Vaughn to an extent. like Because they say that he... He moves to Los Angeles. Yeah. They take a bit of a swipe at him in that he becomes a, a used car, a used car sale, sale, salesman. But he he goes to LA, so he escapes Detroit, and he also like uh, marries his, his uh, girlfriend. His yeah, yeah. Which is very strange, by the way. We should talk, we should probably talk about this. Like this is one of those the film is structured absolutely horribly. It's weird because they 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 set up these things. We think we think from from the from from the setup of the movie. That this is going to be um, a movie about streetball, first of all. Yeah, it's going to be like Mighty Ducks, but but with streetball, where there's a lot of um, where there's a season of um, games that will lead to a championship. Exactly. Because I mean, the opening scene spends ten minutes on a streetball game. The point where there's a scene where Vaughn explains the rules of streetball. Yeah. Which are are surprisingly complex, like like, and and also don't make any sense. The 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 um. So the the the, the rules of First this, rule of this street version, well, this, this version of streetball, because um, it's it's like a card game where you establish the rules and say like what cards are what and that. Yeah. I I I know I know from from from, I mean. Andrew has dabbled in the world of streetball. Is what I'm getting here. Yeah, I, I, Andrew is the Vaughn of our podcast. I am a little bit taller. <laughs> I am a baller. Um, no, no. Um, but yeah, the, the the thing is, it's up to 21. Yes. The last point is worth two. So, so why not make it up to 20? Why not make it up to 20? Also, that's the opposite of how you create tension. If, if, because, mo- mo- like, say tennis and table tennis where it works, works on the basis that if you play up to 21 and you get to, to 20 all, then, then, that's not match point. You have to, you have to win by two clear points. Yeah. Then it continues, and and what you end up with is multiple match points. Where it's like, this is it. You could win this game at this point, and then it's it and and, and, you and then they go point. level, and then it's the other person is on match point. Yeah. Whereas this eliminates any real tension. Yeah. I mean, the, the the film is like to be honest, a lot of this stands the direction. Like, I think the direction of the basketball scene, uh, the streetball scenes, are terrible. Like, there's no real tension or anxiety. Even at the end of the film, when there's like it's a match where it's, where you do get to a match point situation. Yeah. Um, but there's no real there's no real sense of how important this is. And there's a bit at the end where Vaughn goes, "I saw Tech play out there, and I was really impressed." And we're we were watching the same match, and it's just it, there's nothing that impressed about what he does. It doesn't seem particularly striking. The they they also set up tension sometimes at the wrong moment. Yeah. Like there's a point where it's fifteen eight. Yeah. <laughs> and and then there's a foul. Yeah. And they have to take a a, a free throw and I'm like, how many that points no are they going to give for the free throw? Yeah. Either like either either he gets his one free po- and it's worth the same as another <laughs> point. Yeah. But they slow everything down. 
And yeah. yeah um, there's like no way that this point can change the game, so there's no real reason to invest yeah. in it. The 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 the, but, the 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 kind of payoff um, for the final point is that um, Tech passes it back to up, to up yeah. um, rather than score the point himself. And yet somehow Vaughn realizes that Tech is the keeper here. Yeah. Which is very strange. Yeah, but well, no, he, he because that was the thing that he was missing in his game. Yeah, was that um, he? It was all about him, and um, he would he would try and do something for himself, maybe at the expense of of, others. of uh, yeah, or of winning. Yeah. Um, and and he see he sees that um, yeah that 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 tech has, has has learned something. But I mean. Let's talk then again about the structure, right? Because we have this opening. Yeah, 10 let's minutes talk that's... more about this movie. Yeah, but it spends like ten minutes <laughs> We've setting up. The... To this yeah. now. it spent ten minutes setting up the rules of street ball, right? Which, yeah. as you said, makes it think that you're going to get a mighty duck situation where you're going to have a series yeah. of like there's going to be a league and they're going to be down and, and they're going to come back up. In the movie, and... they're going to be like, let's change the rules. Yeah, or let's have it that you have to win by two points and that the last point is worth a point. Very, very iced tea of you. But I do think that, um, but then basically what happens is there are only two street ball games over the course of the entire yeah. film. One at the beginning, one at the end. And they feature the same two teams. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a point where Vaughn explains that he pays each of the players like one grand per game and the winners get two grand. And you're like, that's a fairly reasonable salary. Like you could almost live on that as an amateur street baller. And then not, you're like, not, not if it's like two times a year. <laughs> yeah, not at the rate that this movie does it. Which, no. which is very, for a movie about streetball, there's a bare minimum of streetball. But after that establishing scene, we then get this weird like 20 minute block that we spend with Vaughn. Where it looks like Vaughn is going to be the lead character of the film. So for example, we get to see his clubs. We get to meet his girlfriend who's oh, a yeah. law partner in Los really? Angeles. How is that going to go? Yeah, what's what's that going to be like? And she's like, well, you know, you're capable of so much more than this. And he's like, yeah. well, I used to be a sports agent. And, you know, and, and then I discovered that I couldn't make money. So I came out here and did my own thing, started my own business. I now run a club. And you've got this tension where it's like, yeah. will he choose to be happy with his girlfriend? Will he keep living in this world? And you're like, I wonder where the movie's going to go with this. She's like, well, Von, you know what my daddy said? The horse that runs fast don't run for long. And he says, "It's, it's, 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 it's not, uh, it's not about how fast you go. It's about being in the race." And then she says something along the lines, of, "What, what is it again?" It's you like, got to keep an eye on what you're winning. You got to keep an eye on what you're, yeah, what you're racing for. This away. is a really strange metaphor. You think like, and this is the last time they see each other over the course of the film. Yeah. Um, until you find out in the postscript that he moved to Los Angeles to be with her. Yeah. Like, there's a sense that it sets up. I wonder if this was like a Wayne Brady signs on. It's like, okay, well, I want a character arc, and they're like, okay, well, we can give you half a character arc. And he's like, okay, but I don't have to smack anybody, and they're like, okay, <laughs> fair point. But there is because the movie starts out like you think it's going to be about Vaughn. You think it's going to be about him learning a lesson or him sort of going off to Los Angeles. Um, well, no, like, like you imagine that he's going to be um, as, as uh, major a character in this as Tech as, and Cruz turn out to be. Well, no, like, no, we, we, we understand that Tech and Cruz are going to be the, the main characters in this, much like um, the uh, the kids in, 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 the in Landmore Man 2. 
Um, <laughs> and the adorable uh, dog. Yeah, but, but, but we expect that Vaughn is going to be like the, the, like the, the owner. Patrick Bergen of the, of, the, yeah. the Patrick Bergen of this film. No, because he's the antagonist. So he's going to be like the, the Matt Frewer or, oh, or, or the, the, yeah. Yeah, but he isn't. He just disappears for a large portion of the film, except where he shows up and eats Vanessa people's lunch. Vanessa is the Matt Frewer. Yeah, of, of this film, which yeah. is not a good choice at all. Um, but I mean, what, actually, it's interesting. One of the weird things about this is everybody in this movie is obsessed with going to Los Angeles. Yeah. It's really disconcerting. And I feel like I've never been to Los Angeles, so I feel mean It doesn't really this. make me want to... Um, it doesn't... For, for, for a movie that chooses to be in Detroit, <laughs> it just hammers home the point that, like... Detroit is awful. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go to community school, <laughs> um, go to Detroit. If you're if 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 you want an absence of opportunities, go to Detroit. If 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 you want nail salons with terrible service, go to Detroit. Yeah, where people will just talk about their business very loudly and continuously while serving you. Yeah, go to Detroit. There's also a really weird moment where tech can't add good. Yeah, there's like this like. One of the things watching crossover. Try like, that again. It's like somebody. It's like somebody watched. Um, I know. I said I did that intentionally. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, there, there's this, like it's like crossover is like somebody watched a bunch of sports movies and took a note of things that happen in them without understanding. Like you have to have setup and payoff. You, so it's yeah. like, how about our lead character has like a disadvantage or disability? The bit, the bit I like about setup is, is setups <laughs> and payoffs are the setups. Yeah, let's have lots of those. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of those. Yeah. Um, so for example, like they didn't this... get time to 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 have all of them. They didn't get time to 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 successfully pay off that where Vaughn's life was going to go. Yeah, they had to put it in a little card at the end. Yeah. Did do did did they make? A point of saying in the in the little car because they have these kind of Polaroid. Yeah, up, photos up is our sort of narrator up, here. Up is, yeah, he becomes the narrator in the final <laughs> like thirty seconds, seconds of, of the, the movie. movie. Yeah, he's so, like our Greek chorus. Um, I remember the first time I met uh, <laughs> Tech. <laughs> Tech yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there there is this really disconcerting sense of, and even like the music. The music is so awful. It's so terrible. It's like. It's like Sebastian's music when he's playing in the band in um, Malaland. It's like somebody just discovered a synthesizer and isn't willing to work with it. So it's like, let's have a few key keys here, for example. Like, but you pointed out a moment where they do the Rocky music, where it's like the really low-budget synthesizer you know, version of the Rocky music. No, you, you, know, the, you know the touching um, Rocky music where, where Adrian is in the hospital last week? Adrian... <laughs> and uh, yeah where where it slows down they, they 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 do a version of that yeah where where cruz is in the hospital yeah and it, it's not at all worth by the way right tech needed like 200 grand to pay for his hospital bill which seems about right looking at trump care at the moment but he only ended up with 20 grand at the end from bond who the hell paid um, Cruz's hospital bill for his employer. This, this is another setup and payoff from the, the, um, the shoe shop in the, the mall. Shop. Yeah, because they're very very sensitive. Um, he traded a really cool Hellberry story for this. Yeah, um, Hellberry story for this. But it is it's very like crossover is full of these like sports movie setups that it never bothers. I wonder did 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 Halle Berry, Vivica Fox, 
and Gabrielle Union have uh, Sony movies <laughs> that, that were coming that, out that were, around yeah. the time. There's like a lot of mention of um, of, 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 of these <laughs> actresses. In it. Yeah. And um, What's well, a way of dating the movie to 2006 very specifically? Now that's not fair. Gabrielle Union has done great work. Hal Barry is still working. Uh, Vivica A. Fox is around. Um, but yeah, it is. Um, I did find, and the repeated references to them as well. It's like, who it's are these so three? fair, Darren. I am. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's unfair to say they're not working. They presumably are. <laughs> no, no. Well, Gabrielle Union was obviously in yeah. that um, in that that movie. What was it? The Birth of a Nation last year, for example. Okay. Um. So she she's still doing good work. Um. And I mean, obviously, Hal Berry is is in Kingsman coming up this year as well. Uh, Vivica A. Fox, I haven't done as much. I'm not as au fait with her filmography as I really should be. Right. Um, but obviously... I only really know her from... Kill Bill. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 2, or Kill Volume Bill? 1, where she has the big Kill scene... Bill? That, yeah, oh, she has the yeah, big yeah, scene yeah. At the, well, she's in both of them, but she has the big scene at the start of the first one. Yeah. Like, she's the first one to write Kill. And you know that Tarantino wants to do Kill Bill Volume 3, in which the daughter, or the son, it's the daughter of Vivica A. Fox, will basically hunt down and kill the bride. Who's not Bill? Who's not Bill? No. No, I think that Kill Bill is just to indicate that it is a sequel. Kill Bride doesn't have quite... Kill Bride sounds like an Irish soap opera. Um, it doesn't have quite... No, Kill Bride is a detective. <laughs> <laughs> an Irish detective. Yeah. Damn it, he, he drinks a lot, but he gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, you would too if you'd seen what he's seen. I have to admit, I was a bit disappointed with, with like, streetball versus... What is the difference between streetball and basketball just objectively? Like, I mean, because looking at I it... I don't really get it because uh, he says to them, he says to the refs at the beginning, now this isn't the NBA, this is streetball. Yeah. And then it's like, he, he says, um, and um, so so don't give as many uh, fouls. fouls. Yeah. And, and then, and then it, it goes to him discussing it with his his girlfriend, the one that he's going to move to LA with, and she's like, "So what's this again?" Oh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's like basketball, except there aren't no rules. There are referees, and if you foul, you I, forfeit the game. game. <laughs> and it's like, so there there, there are even more rules, and there, yeah, there are some, more <laughs> rules. Yeah, really. Yeah, you, you're more punished for flagrant fouling. You forfeit the game. Biting, you forfeit the game. Yeah. Um, but it really is. It does seem very organized and official. Because, I mean, like, there are metal detectors. Like, yeah. when his uh, when his girlfriend, who is a partner at a law firm, comes out to meet him at this midnight streetball game. Yeah. Um, there's, like, metal detectors there. There's a DJ booth. Um, there are cheerleaders. There's a very clearly set up court, even in this dilapidated train station. Like, the, all the teams have jerseys and sports and, like... Even Tech has a little sweat band, a, you know, sort of sweat band on his head. Some very lazy cheerleaders who aren't particularly kind of going in any um, coordinated fashion. There's, 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 there's a lack of, of, of care to detail well, in, 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 in this movie. Surprisingly, where, given yeah. how much we've talked about. We, we talked about a little bit about how the extras uh, aren't great in this, but sometimes you have extras in the backgrounds of scene who are major players in the movie like there's a moment after tech wins the basketball game 
where the only people left sitting are Vaughn are, and Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, and they're all kind of looking awkward, especially <laughs> Vanessa. They're like she doesn't know what to do with her hands. Yeah, kind of. Um, so does my character have a beat here, or yeah. or did I just show up to make up the numbers? You're you're in this shot to represent that you're you're left kind of dejected, and in the end we have the last laugh. Yeah, um, but we're gonna put you sitting next to Vaughn, so you're not really by yourself either. But, but she's, I, she's like a, a, a she's separated by it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's also even like when you're talking about the extras, there's like these are midnight basketball games. Yeah. But for some reason, the extras seem to be a lot of middle-aged sort of like people you would see at regular sporting events. Like there, it's another example of how wholesome the movie is. The movie is is they're at like this party, this tattoo party, and then they're like, "Hey, you want to go to a pool party? It starts at midnight." It's like. What time did you arrive <laughs> at this tattoo party? And like, how long? Have... Oh, yeah, that everybody has to be out of here by half eleven. Yeah, um, yeah. Come on, guys. Tidy um, up your drinks. Yeah, we don't want to like have the neighbors kind of. Um. Yeah. So the our certified tattoo uh, regulator body. Their, he's only paid up until ten thirty. Their after party starts at midnight. Yeah. This. It is. It's a disconcertingly wholesome uh, yeah. movie, which. For a movie this that's is... supposedly about streetball, which which sounds like it should be like a more gritty presumably, and more compelling sort of. Presumably, they left the 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 main party at around half ten. Yeah. Hey, who, who who are these people meant to be? <laughs> Darren Mooney. Hiyo, I will have you know that I don't leave parties until at least eleven. So or long as they're in their house. So long as they're in my own house. I'm very convenient like that. I like convenience. Um, to be fair, um, when I am in another part of the country, I am bound by trains. I yeah. feel like Andrew is referring to a very specific event here. I I, I, I turn up with, at, at parties with no plan on how to get back. That's just how Andrew rolls. Andrew, yeah. Andrew is the tech to my cruise, is what yeah. we're getting at here. I do love that when they want to show that Cruise is like, Cruise is studious and he wants to be a doctor. They do this by having him wear glasses. Yeah. Um, this is another example of the movie not being very subtle as well. Um, or the bit where Up and uh, Up and Tech run their little swindle. Yeah. Um, and this little con game. And uh, was it Up basically dressed as Steve Urkel with these big sort of glass, these big sort of milk bottom, milk bottle bottom glasses. Yeah. Um, there's this really weird sort of like visual shorthand at work where it's like, okay, well, you know, how do we show he's smart? Well, we'll put him in a shirt and give him some glasses. Yeah, the, the, there's this thing as well where um, he arrives and uh, presumably everybody's seen uh, White Man Can't Jump, but he, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's drinking a 40 and getting beat at basketball and it's like, I'll play you again. Um, and it's but like, we'll need to bet some what money. What are you talking about? It's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bet. And it's like, I'll beat you with that guy. That, that, <laughs> that random that, stranger. Yeah, it's like, what about the what 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 about that um other other kid with the limp? Oh no, no, not <laughs> definitely not, not him. <laughs> not that guy specifically. <laughs> that four-eyed uh, guy. Yeah, just there. No, that guy. The other bit to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. imprecisely. Um, yeah. Who who seems initially reluctant to take part, but I am yeah. will eventually be convinced to do so. Yeah, it is. It, it's very. Like it feels. They're, 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 sorry. No, go ahead. They're so shocked when they find out that, <laughs> that they've, they've been, been hustled. Yeah. It's like, uh, Nobody in the world of street oh, basketball. Oh, so you just happen to know that guy? It's like it. It should be at the end they realize. Oh, he knew that person all along. He played us. 
But no, it, it's like, wait a second, you played us? That's against the rules. Yeah. You can't do that's that not, in street basketball. That's not how things happen on the street. Yeah. The street has very clear rules and regulations. Not yeah. the NBA. You weren't meant to play us. Yeah. With somebody who you knew. That wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. Um, don't make me get you the referee. You were meant to get beaten <laughs> yeah. by someone who was genuinely bad. Yeah. That's not how this bet works. We didn't bet not knowing the outcome, which I think is a recurring theme of, of crossover as a movie, which is like, you ne- no character in this movie should have to place a bet where they are not sure of the outcome. The, 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 the weird thing that at, defeats the purpose of gambling. The weird thing at the end is like, the, the first game, they're narrowly beaten um, by Platinum because Tech... Refuses what, to share. Yeah, refuses to share and takes too many attempts at three-pointers which in street ball are Mean worth nothing. one point. Yeah, to be clear um, yeah, so at the end, the bet is that they're going to beat them by nine points. Or by ten points. By eleven points, isn't it? Yeah. They, yeah or by ten points. Yeah, you're right, by ten points. But by ten points. But they, to be fair, they, that's only nine the other team, the, yeah. yeah, the other team can't score 12 yeah. points. So they've they've gone from... And, and, and also, Platinum haven't been beaten in three years. And... And to be fair, in the world of streetball, that means they only played like six games. <laughs> well, no, probably three games because the <laughs> the the second game in this movie is cold wasn't meant to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like what are you doing over here in Detroit? It's like well, I've got this club. It's pretty hip. It's got this kind of Greek urban thing. We call it Gerben. Um, yeah. And we've also got this uh, basketball game that. Uh, Happens about once a year. It happens about once a year, and uh, yeah, that and, and, and even the cops bet on it. Yeah, the and and it's like, why don't you have them more often than that? Well, then we need more than two teams. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to hire a secretary. Need to organize a league table. This yeah. is much more simple. This is much more straightforward. But yeah, no, it, it is. It's yeah, not a good film by any stretch of the imagination. They do. They they. They do this advertisement. In- oh, yes, where Tech goes to Los Angeles. Yeah. And he's going to be part of an advertisement. Um, and he's really excited because he thinks this is his big break. He discovers that he's the basketball double. Which is really strange for several reasons. First of all, he did not know that this concept existed. Second of all, um, nobody mentioned to him that this is what he would be doing when he signed the contract. Yeah. And third of all, like he has an air-conditioned trailer with a fruit basket in it, and he's getting paid. I fail to see why well, he gets is, angry. Why he gets angry? No, 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 no! He doesn't have a food basket because he kicked it. There's it's more a, food wasted. Another example of food wasted. Uh, but I mean, even then, like so upsetting. There's a sense that like Tech is only a likable character in the sense that he's played by Anthony Mackie because there's the scene where he's, after he, oh, no, hold on, he's also taken the hit for um, Cruz's assault charge. Yes, which is very weird. It's like. Apparently, so you find out early in the film that he, that Tech went to prison for assault. Yeah. yeah. And that this basically has, has ruined his chances and left him sort of with scars, psychological scars. Yeah. Um, and then later on in the movie, you find out that what happened is that it was actually Cruz who yeah. hit him. And this is why, and this is one of the things... It's kind of out of character. For, for Cruz. But it also, like, crossover is not very good at explaining its plot mechanics as it goes. Like, so for example, in the opening scene... Um, you get like this montage of them organizing the game and you get Tech calling Cruz and saying, look, I want you to play and you owe me one um, after Cruz is at college. And like you get a sense that 
later on you find out that this is a huge deal for Cruz because Cruz never plays at all. Um, but in the moment, there's a sense that this and yet is... yet he's really good. Yeah, and yet he's really good. But there's also the sense in the moment that this is just a thing that normally happens. Like, the opening scene is like business as usual. So it's like, you don't get a sense of the enormity of the favour that Tech is calling in, or the sense of scale, or the sense that there is actually a, a material debt here. That like You get the sense that, like, come play street ball with me is like, well, look, I bought you a Coke last weekend and you haven't paid me back for it. Not like I went to prison for eight months covering for you. But even then, when you find out that Tech covered for um, Cruz, like, it's an assault charge where he punched a rich guy. And you're like, surely at some point the rich guy recognized that, you know, Tech does not look like Cruz. The guy who hit him looks more like Cruz than unless, like Tech. Unless, That's unless, not unless, how... unless rich is... is it's code is, word for, like, white yuppie. Yeah, um, who doesn't know the difference between two black guys. Yeah, but I mean, it really... Significantly different hair, uh, hairstyles. But also personalities, appearances, um, yeah. accents, and acting abilities, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it doesn't work. It It's a really awkward reveal. And like everything else the film does, it does it in such a stilted way yeah like it, it, there's just there's a sense that you could construct a reasonable story or narrative from the elements in streetball like it has it's sort of crossover it has yeah and 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 i think watching it you could see anthony mackie and think i wouldn't mind seeing him in other stuff yeah um and you can sort of which, like which 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 makes it a strange contender for the the bottom 100 because it's it's difficult for anyone in the bottom 100 to come out with any um, and dignity intact. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, not everybody can be Kirk Cameron, to be honest. Here. No. But uh, I do feel, yeah, it is. It is really weird to look at crossover and see the ingredients of what could have been. I don't think it could have been an exceptional movie, but I think it could have been a competent movie. Yeah, it's kind of a coming of age basketball movie. Yeah. It has all those elements. It has like loyalty. It has this element of brotherhood. It has this element of like social striving. It has this element of class. Yeah. It has this element of money. It has this element of choice. It has this element of free will and determinants. It has all these different elements that you could massage into a story that works, but it's just told in such a clumsy way in terms of the scripting, in terms of the direction, in terms of everybody in the cast who is an Anthony Mackie, in terms of how it approaches its female characters. It's just awful. Hmm really really awful yeah so would, would you would you recommend that people watch this movie no no i would not yeah. go if you're gonna watch an anthony mackie movie from 2006 go watch house nelson yeah if you if if uh if you happen to um turn on the television and find that this is on you're probably mistaken <laughs> there um, is no way that this is showing unless you're watching probably movies for Britney men Spears or, crossroads um which is a much better movie, which is, is not something I ever thought I would say about Crossroads. Although, to be honest, I remember... Oh, we have a story about that. Were you part of that group? When I we was, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were kids, we went to the cinema uh, when Blade 2 was out. And I... At, my, at the age of what? Were you about 15, 16? Yeah. I had a goatee and a ponytail at that point. So that was quite well developed for my age. So I went up and I ordered the first ticket for Blade 2. Well, well developed. It's code for fat. But... No, I... <laughs> You're, you're taking pride in, in the in the goatee and the and the ponytail. So I was I was pretty, you know, well developed. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I was hairy then. All right, I was very hairy. Um, so I went up and I bought the ticket for Blade Two, which was an over teens film, right? 
and yeah. we were all going to see Blades 2. And then you guys went up and you guys all tried. The, and, and you guys one, ended... one guy went to see Blade 2 on his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. While the rest of them ended up going to see Crossroads. Yeah. I it's... regret nothing. No, Blade like, 2 was a great film. I knew my reasons for wanting to see um, Crossroads. Do it, do it, and... Which was not being able to see Blade 2. Yeah, I, I mean, I first of all, yeah, I didn't have much interest in seeing Blade 2. Um, but okay. I would have, but I would have went to see it. It seemed like going, going. If if I didn't care about either of the movies and if the social part of it became <laughs> more important, yeah, because I, I I've actually left movies that I probably enjoyed to 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 to, to preserve the social aspect of yeah yeah. The only movie that I I left was with a bunch of friends. Actually, it was Underworld. And I was kind of like, I've never left a movie before. I kind of feel like I should stick this through to the end. But everybody else was leaving and I bowed to peer pressure. It's the only movie I've ever left. Yeah, the, I, I went went to, um, like, uh, yeah, one of those, like, secondary school movie uh, evenings where it, it ended up watching, is it The Informant with Russell Crowe? And, and oh, The Al Insider. Pacino, the Insider. Okay. Which is great, but not really a secondary school no, movie. No, no. So people weren't really feeling it, and I could understand <laughs> why. But uh, the, the Will Ferrell, um, uh, he's not actually the star of it. Um, I think it's Superstar. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's that woman from Saturday Night Live whose name I can't think of. Okay. Um, but yeah. Was, is it um, uh, Shannon? Doherty? No, Ma Doherty. Molly Shannon? Molly Shannon, there we go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. But anyway, um, so with that in mind, then we would not recommend watching Crossover. But let's take a look then at what we're going to pick next week. Now, Andrew, your choice. You will be put I the was, bottom 100 By movie. the way, I was wondering whether Crossover was going to mean something other than a basketball move. It didn't really, did it? I, I think it maybe represented the crossover that the characters were making from the world of streetball to community education. College. Yeah, to education. I think that was it, the crossover. It sets up community college as the thing that they have like to aspire towards. Yeah, um, it, well, it is like it's very much a stay in school you, kids movie, and I mean, if your only choice is the NBA <laughs> or community college. Go to community college. Go to community college. The, like you, you. That's the thing that really annoyed me. Go to NBA. You can go Use to community that college money anytime. Yeah. To pay for a better college. You, you haven't got the scholarship. You could go to the NBA. Sell your motorbike. Pay for college. Yeah, the, 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 certainly. Like, how is community college? If you're in the NBA, you can probably pay a college. Just to, to give you an honorary degree. To, yeah. I'm not sure though that like medical schools or hospitals accept honorary degrees. Like nobody, oh, nobody has a actually do the study. Nobody the, actually has a heart attack. The on college a plane. would probably pay you to go there if you're an MBA star. <laughs> nobody has a heart attack on a plane and asks, "Is anybody an honorary doctor here?" But anyway, so with that in mind, then will we pick a movie that we're going to watch next week? Yes. Thank goodness. All right, Andrew, do you want to put the bottom 100 in the mix this week, or are we going to take it no, out for a little while? No, I do not. Okay, so from the top 250 movies of all time. Do me a favor and pick the random number generator. Random number generator. Twist. 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 Show us the movie on this list. And it's number 55, which is... Cinema Paradiso. Ooh, Texas I like Band. this one. 
Have we we both seen this then? Yeah. I'm All right then. With that in mind, then let's quickly watch the trailer for it. Some good music in this one. Ennio Morricone, I believe, as well, isn't it? Presenting Cinema Paradiso, the Academy Award winner for Best Foreign Film. Every night, the streets were empty because inside, lovers held hands, children laughed, and the routine of everyday life was forgotten. Because here at the Cinema Paradiso, someone is making their dreams come true. In this little town, the movies are more than just entertainment. They're a way of life. But to this little boy, they are life itself. For the Cinema Paradiso gave this little boy a father, a lover, and a future. Cinema Paradiso, where a young man shared his magic with the town he loved. Cinema Paradiso, the Academy Award-winning picture for Best Foreign Film, capturing the highest box office gross since My Life as a Dog. The film Siskel and Ebert gave two thumbs up, and Rolling Stone called Magic, Romantic, and Fun. Cinema Paradiso, a celebration of youth, friendship, and the everlasting magic of the movies. It's available in uh, both yellow subtitle and dubbed versions. Yellow subtitles are better than regular subtitles, to be honest here. So what was the name of that movie again? I don't feel like they mentioned it often enough. <laughs> Cinema parodies. So, um, yeah, did the... the um... It's kind of interesting landing on that so soon after Dream McGann. Not a great trailer. No, it's not a great trailer, but it's interesting landing on that after landing on McGann because the trailer is very, very similar. Like, you can tell that there's a way that you cut a foreign language film trailer. Yeah. Where you have lots of voiceover. You have lots of pull quotes. Yeah. You have the bare minimum amount of dialogue from the character. I think they make a shrewd move as well in focusing on the um, impossibly cute kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try and resist this the movie seems yeah. to say and and even just the narration of the film's plot as well like there's it's it's very like stock this is how you sell a foreign film to american audiences mm. and to be fair it's it seems to work because it, it, i like that one of their advertising points is the top grossing foreign language film since my life as a dog and you're like okay the fact it made money they're very proud of this we we discovered as well that it, it, um well, you you perhaps knew this already. There, there was the re-release by uh, Miramax twelve years later. There was indeed. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about that when we talk about the podcast because there there are several different versions of the film in circulation. Oh Christ! So what we're going to do is we're going to watch what? all of them, and then we're going to talk about all of them in turn. We're going to release a director's cut of the podcast. No, we're not. Um, we're going to watch one version of the film, uh, and we're going to talk about that and how it relates to the other versions of the film. Um, I'll let you know which version of the film that is next week. Anyway, in the meantime, Andrew, where can we find you? Uh, Watching various cuts of Cinema Paradiso for the next week, apparently. Yes, yeah. Um, if if I mean if 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 you're 
you're on Twitter, just um, follow uh, the, the, the two pistols. Cool. That sounds like a plan. You can also follow Andrew personally at H-U-U-I-N-N-I-U-Q-A. You can follow me at Darren underscore Mooney. You can listen to the podcast um, at uh, at the 250 on iTunes, on Stitcher. We're also on the Black Hole Media Podbean now, which is uh, highly accessible. We're on there with a bunch of other great shows, including stuff like Between the Notes and Everything Left. Um, it's really great. We're very glad to be included with those people. Um, but you can find us anyway online, anywhere where good podcasts are available. So with that in mind, we will see you next week or the week after when we'll be talking about Cinema Paradiso. Bye. Bye.